Okay, it looks like we are we are officially back with another episode and we have another amazing guest. And our guest today is someone I've known for how long has it been, Saturday? It's been like has oh it gosh. been seven years? Yeah. Wait, wow. when was 2014? Almost almost seven, I think. Twenty fourteen. Seven almost seven years since we've known each other and well there you go there's our guest for today it's sarah day Dayon, who have known for almost seven years currently six years right now and we've gone back to the topic that we're going to be talking about today the nafa empowerment conference as well as the epic i guess the epic empowerment day that we did back in 2014 and do you it's it's wild because it's been like that long but it feels like it hasn't been that long yeah same i feel like it does feel like it's been a bit, um, and I feel like we've all grown so much and we've done so much in the time um, that we all first met. But um, at the same time, every time we get together, have reunions, it feels like no time has passed. I know exactly. Like there, there's just some kind of connection that's there where it really does not feel like it, it's been a while, but even though like the numbers say it's it doesn't feel like it. So I appreciate that we all in our like little cohort and everything have that kind of like relationship going on. It doesn't feel weird. And honestly, I feel like it's it's dope that we had something like that conference just because I probably wouldn't have met uh the people that we know like organically any other way if I didn't like go to that thing. And I feel like that conference in itself was probably like one of the biggest historical events to go on like during film history and i know they have these conferences like every two years or so not so much now because of like the pandemic and everything but there's a there's a lot of history that was made during that like specific conference and i wanted to bring you on because um you out of like pretty much everyone there along with a few others pretty pretty much like set the stage for a lot of different things that has happened um, or like the the results of that conference was a result of the, the things that we did during like those three, four days that we were like in the area or at least when y'all were in the area. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm super excited to be here. And um, yeah, we've all, I think, done so much since then. And that conference is really, I think, pivotal in a lot of ways for so many of us um, and really changed the trajectory, I think, of our uh, community uh, organizing and engagement um, since those days. So since we're on that topic, how, how did you even hear about the NAFA Empowerment Conference? Yeah, um, so I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago um, and uh, for the past like nine years or so, I've actually been spending my time outside of the U or the Midwest. And I went to school on the East Coast. Um, so a lot of my friends from high school, uh, even my both of my siblings, they ended up staying in the Midwest for college. And uh, actually one of my best friends from high school, her, uh, her name is Shannon Bueno. Uh, she was planning the 2014 uh, FACT conference at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And uh, that's one of the biggest conferences um, in the Midwest um, and probably in the country too of Filipino um, students 
uh, FACT stands for Filipino Americans Coming Together. And um, basically she was there kind of to do some research, network with folks, connect. And she told me about this conference that was happening in San Diego um, that she was going to to prepare for her own conference um, that she was organizing. And so she sent me the link to the, um, to, uh, the like website for that um, event and conference. And so as I was scrolling through the website, it just seemed really exciting to me. I hadn't heard of it before. Um, and so like I, on a whim, applied to the scholarship. And yeah, that's kind of what um, first drew me in, I guess. So wait, so what about the conference in itself was kind of like, okay, this is the catalyst. This is the reason like why I'm going. So I'm seeing that like that you, your friend has a vehicle to go there and everything, but like, what was the thing about it that really just uh, stood out to you? And we we're just like, okay, I need to go to this conference. Mm, yeah. Um, it's kind of a long story, but um, yeah, I guess I, for me, like I had never been to California um, for like, or at least to San Diego, maybe I had been to San Francisco, like when I was a little kid, but um, I had never been and my Filipino organizing experience in the Midwest and the East Coast kind of felt uh, left me feeling like I was missing something. Uh, not that those experiences were bad in any way, in a lot of ways they shaped me um, and were super valuable. Uh, for example, I grew up with a lot of titas and titos um, in uh in my hometown and my parents belonged to a couple of Filipino communities in Illinois. Um, they were part of the Filipino American Association in Carroll Stream, which was our hometown. They would um, do a like per, uh, float in the July 4th parade every year and it would be like uh, a really big deal. Uh, one of the nicest floats in that parade. Uh, my mom was president of her post office Filipino post office organization. Um, and then my mom's hometown in the Philippines, uh, Zaraga and New Lucena, uh, we would have fiestas every year um, with those communities. And so I feel like I grew up with a lot of the parties and the food. I danced in a few courts and a couple day booths. Um, so a lot of my exposure to um, my Filipino culture was heavily social and like through dance and food. Um, and then when I went off to college, my Philam organization was pretty small. At one point, at the end of my freshman year, there were um, only four of us and we were sitting in a room brainstorming um, ideas on how to grow and sustain our group and organization after all of the seniors had graduated. Um, and so sometimes we would travel to Boston to meet with um, District 1 of FIND, um, which um, stands for Filipino Intercollegiate Networking Dialogue. Um, but due to distance, our connections were really limited to once or twice a year. And so, yeah, like despite, um, uh, for me, like I went to a predominantly white uh, institution and so my, most of my time in undergrad, um, I ended up uh, learning and organizing alongside a lot of other BIPOC students and communities, uh, taking a lot of ethnic studies classes, as many as I could. Um, 
but not a lot of exposure to Filipino American uh, history or culture. And because of that, um, a couple of my friends, would, we actually got together. Uh, we wrote up a syllabus for Filipino American history um, because even though we had a couple Asian American studies classes, um, we didn't have one specifically on the Filipino American experience. And so that was like one avenue for me to like learn a little bit more about my history. Another was uh, through the arts. Um, there was this group called Archipelago, um, and it was probably one of the most important spaces for me in college. It's a spoken word group on campus, and it was the first spoken word group actually on campus, and it just so happened to be founded by Filipinas. Um, and in that space, I found confidence in my voice and just the importance of power and strength in our collective voices, really seeing art as a form of resistance and decolonization. Um, so for me, college was the time when I like first became exposed to some of those uh, discourses around power, privilege, oppression, systemic injustice and resistance. Um, but um, I was wondering about the ways in which other Filipino American students were having those conversations about those things and how were they also learning and unlearning their um, like the histories that they were taught from a more anti-racist and um, anti-colonial or decolonial lens. And so I think those were some of the reasons that really um, inspired me to want to go to Epic to learn more. Um, I also just the opportunity to even receive a student scholarship, I think was really one of the main factors that ultimately convinced me to attend. Um, having my flight and registration be covered and the fact that my uh, sister Carlene had also applied. Um, I think uh, just like knowing that and then having the Epic staff connect us with other delegates uh, to split the cost of a hotel room, I think, uh, made it feel like this was something that could be possible for me. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think all of that to say is like, um, I was just really excited to meet people from all across the country to have conversations about things that like I was caring about, but didn't necessarily have um, that Filipino community to really connect with about those things. It, it's wild because you mentioned how important history was or how you wanted to learn more about it. But what, when you're speaking about something like basically all of this, it, it's essentially history, but it's just not in like a textbook or something. Like a lot of this is mm -hmm. a live history that I don't know, it doesn't really get told as often. Like, OK, this is the catalyst as to why you went to this conference. This is a lot of or this is the catalyst as to why other people went to this conference and everything. It's like, the, the, I really emphasize that this event was probably one of the biggest and also one of the most important things to happen, especially for like our group, because like I said before, mm -hmm. it, it pretty much uh, skyrocketed us to do a lot of different things nationally that we probably wouldn't have been able to do before. And I'm also happy that you brought up the, the aspect of the scholarship because honestly mm -hmm. it, it's very difficult for a lot of us especially in college to do um th this kind of work or to even learn as much because that access isn't uh there and i feel like again this conference really gave 
a lot of us um, that access to to do something that we probably wouldn't be able to do in just like our respective spaces. And you brought up a lot of different names that I'm just like, dang, there there's so many like connections there. Like I think during mm-hmm. during that conference, that was the first time I ever heard of Fine before, and that was also the first time I ever heard about Fact as well as the um what what was the university University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, that was the first time mm-hmm. I've heard that. And I remember that college specifically being repeated so many times during that weekend. I'm just like, okay, it's ingrained in my mind now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's where one of my best friends went. And then a couple of people who actually ended up going to the conference too um, uh, were also from there. And yeah, like it's one of the um, oldest uh, Filipino student orgs in the country, right, with the pensionados coming to study in the U.S. Um, some of them went to, uh, like, Washington, right, uw Fasa is probably one of the oldest, um, but then a lot of uh, colleges in the Midwest as well, like, um, uh, yeah, like Purdue and U- UIUC, and so uh, they, a lot of their like Philae orgs are like um, now over a hundred years old, which is like wild to me. Um, but uh, the fact that their communities are able to foster such um, incredible conferences and spaces where Filipinos can come together um, is just like a testament to that legacy and that history. And dang, honestly, that that's that's very big and. Kind of going on to the next question, more so to um, like understand like how history was made. What, what, what was your experience like when you were there or essentially what was it like when you were here in San Diego experiencing all the things that were going on during this, uh, during that weekend? Yeah, I just remember having so much fun um, laughing and getting to meet new people and it being really sunny and nice. And um, I think I just remember getting to connect with other young people um, at um, Epic and then also getting to have exposure to more of an intergenerational um, Filipino organizing community. And um, I think for me, some of the things that stood out for me were um, getting to ask Jose Vargas a question um, and having him speak about the undocumented Filipino experience, um, watching the Delano Manongs, I think for the first time in my life, and um, just getting to talk with other young people about different crisis simulations, seeing the State of the Alliances panel, um, where you had representatives from all of the different collegiate student orgs. Um, the intergenerational dialogue, the workshop on colonial mentality. And um, outside of the conference, I think we were on our own for meals. And so we would all collectively walk over to the food court at the mall. And I just remember that being a lot of, or just a lot of memory making happening during that time Um, and being able to build up our community. uh, We would just, yeah, be laughing and um, enjoying those walks over together and just um, laughing over meals and uh, and the intergenerational dialogue too um, I feel like for 
in a lot of ways, um, it was pretty cathartic, um, but then also somewhat heated. I don't think anyone was expecting it, um, but um, I think I am better off for it because we were able to really dialogue and process it afterwards with um, just like the other youth um, about moments that were challenging. And um, I think I'm never going to forget uh, that line that Ate Lizelle said about it's not just about passing the baton, but holding it together. And that for me, like, I think really solidified the importance of um, young people being represented at, uh, in spaces like NAFA. Oh man, I, I just got chills right now remembering what she said during, like, honestly, that was just the first day. I think it was that Thursday mm-hmm. we were there. And I remember a lot of the different workshops as I remember specifically the the crisis, um, the crisis one, and then that round table that we had in that like one big room where we're just with a lot of the different elders and everything. I'm just like, dang, there was so much stuff that went on. And I feel like kind of just like going back from like my history and everything, I barely knew anything about like what was going on nationally. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. have as much uh, exposure to a lot of different things. So just seeing how other people were able to navigate uh, different crises or just how they deal with like organizational things. It's like, Oh wow, this is very different. They're doing it in a way that suits them and they're doing it in a way that kind of, I don't know, works for the the people in that area. And it's like, even though there were differences uh, about the ways we, we did things in our student orgs, there were a lot of similarities that I saw. And then, I think that especially came out during the um, that intergenerational roundtable that we had, because I, I think a lot of us were in that same kind of mindset mindset where we were like, hey, w- the youth does have to be like highlighted for the things that we're doing. And like, hey, we have an actual voice um, in our community, even though we may not have all the experience, we understand what's what's going on. And I feel like that especially was probably one of the most important parts, but I also agree with all the, the fun stuff that happened during that weekend too. Like I, I still have like very fond memories of the, those times we went to the mall and everything, because I think out of, um, I, I think for the Epic ambassadors, as well as like some of the volunteers that were there, we, we weren't able to have lunch with the rest of um, like the, the other like NAFA goers and everything. But I, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were, like on our own for them just like yo, we get to decompress a little bit we get to chill out we act, we get to have fun just you know walk around and i feel like those are probably one of the most um like wholesome memories i had during uh that year and that weekend specifically yeah for sure i really um appreciate what you were saying about just like hearing from other people's experiences uh sometimes it just like feels like you're really siloed right within your region um and uh, kind of like operating with blinders, you don't recognize what else is happening across the country. We don't typically have a lot of opportunities to come together um, as uh, like interregionally and to have representation from each of those collegiate student orgs um, and then physically being present in a room together for the first time, I think was really like special in so many ways. It was a really historic moment, I think, 
um, then them sharing best practices, challenges, um, recognizing all of the strengths um, that everyone was bringing to the table and things that we could offer one another. Um, I really saw like that mentorship happening, um, not just like in terms of like older folks giving um, support to younger folks, but everyone really mentoring sort of across those um, generational lines and um, teaching each other. And I found that to be just so incredibly powerful. Yeah, right. Because even if it's just conversation, people are learning something just by the way you're listening to someone speak about their experiences and everything. But honestly, that just thinking about that is really dope. And just uh, just kind of like a curiosity. Do you remember who organized that first day or like who was in charge during that first day? Because I'm like blurring some of the people together and I can't remember if um, there were people in Unipro that were organizing it or it was just like some other people on NAFA staff that were organizing it because a mm. lot of, we, we met a lot of people during that weekend. So I'm just trying to remember like who, like who was who for that weekend. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to botch like my, like my uh, like rem- memory, I guess, of who was actually um, organize every, organizing everything. But um, I know the directors or the co-directors of that first institute um, were Ate Lazelle and uh, Kirkland, um, though Kirkland couldn't be there. Um, I, yeah, and I think they were the co-directors of that first institute. Um, Ati Lazelle is actually about to have a baby, and a few of us were reminiscing about how she's mothered so many of us, and the fact that she's just going to be an epic uh, mom, and just, like, having so many titas and titos ready to babysit, um, because she's been such a, like, maternal figure for a lot of us. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think it was um, both of them who were really um, spearheading a lot of it, but you also had um, people like uh, Michelle and uh, the folks from Unipro, like Iris, Stephanie, and Noel, um, and Rochelle. And um, I think, um, yeah, and then the, uh, the volunteer staff in San Diego, I remember being picked up um by Alicia at the um airport and I didn't know her but she made me feel so welcome um in that first moment she like took me to go get tacos or a burrito I can't remember quite specifically but she really made us feel um feel at home in a place that like wasn't home and uh yeah and I remember just really getting a lot of support um, from all of these folks that I didn't even know and um, just this collective sort of uh, fostering of community and support for one another and yeah bringing it back to what I was mentioning earlier about mentorship um, just like feeling that sense of mentorship from um, all of the folks that we met that weekend. Dang, I, I think about some of the epic photos that we've taken, like over the years and everything. And it's like, wow, now there is a deeper layer to a lot of these things. And I'm like, first of all, Alicia has a way of making you feel comfortable. Like 
she's a very like motherly figure kind of like how atalizel was and everything but yeah she has a way to like bring you in and also inspire you to do a lot of different things as well as uh, i haven't met kirkland in person or at least i haven't like had the chance to talk to her in person but she is just like a, a very strong figure and then you have people like stephanie and iris and rochelle that were probably like some of the heavy hitters during that week and i remember like out of all the people there were a lot of words that stuck from uh stephanie and iris during that um thing i don't remember which one it is because i i went to like multiple different uh, multiple workshops where they were present so i just remember them like just exuding so much confidence and just so much mm. like power in in their words and everything and a lot of what they said stuck to me and honestly i'm glad that we even had like um those times to like really get that mentorship like you mentioned before because ever since then iris has been like a sister figure like a mentor figure since then so like that connection has been there and then going off to noel who's basically been like an older brother to the entire group and everything like he knows how to like have fun but he also knows how to get down when it's necessary and i feel like that's also shaped a lot of the things that we do and kind of bringing it back to atalizel and everything she's had a strong um like stance on just a lot of the youth empowerment and just making sure that we're all taken care of and honestly like a, a lot of people like in that san diego group she's been atalizel's been by our side for like the longest time she's probably like one of the first people i met in terms of any kind of student organizing so to see that on a national level and i'm probably going to have a conversation with her about this sometime in the future but every single person that was there made some kind of um, big impact and i see how much we've grown since then and it's wild to think about okay we were just like some college students just trying to figure out how the world works uh trying to understand how we can connect and work with the people that are within our like spaces and people outside and now we're doing stuff nationally and it, it just it's just wild to reflect on it now that we're having this conversation yeah it was really uh it's it's kind of wild to think about that we are like the same age that they were when they first dreamed up this um epic institute and um and now a lot of us are like stepping into um, some of those leadership positions and um, continuing a lot of the work that they definitely paved the way for. And um, yeah, like Ati Lazelle and Kuya Jason have been so pivotal in um, the uh, Epic Ambassadors program, uh, which um, has sort of like been another um, strand of like the Epic community and um, continuing with the institutes that still happen um, every couple of years. And um, yeah, it's so exciting to see that the people who were once participants are now like the ones leading it. And um, and just like that continual um, sort of support and growth um, and just seeing these uh, organizations continue to like sustain themselves because we continue to build each other up. I think you kind of touched upon this next thing um, a little bit when you were just saying that, but why was the event so important? And I feel like you, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, the fact that mentorship has played a big role for a lot of us and just the, 
I, I guess like the, the kind of like domino effect or like how mentorship is like this consistent thing where we're passing it down and then like the next gen is passing it down and then you'll you'll have like the older folks kind of like stepping back a little bit so that way they like the the newer gen could take care of it and i'm seeing this cycle that's going along and i feel like that was probably one of the most important things but i i want to pick your brain when it comes to like this event as a whole because i know there were many things we could probably touch on like with with this event alone yeah um I mean, we've already talked about just like the representation from all of the different regions, which was incredibly um, powerful. I think we had so many important conversations, not just about mentorship and leadership, but also um, like colonial mentality and mental health, immigration, supporting undocumented Filipinos, learning about our history, all of these opportunities to network and collaborate. I remember on that last night when we were all like staying up till pretty much um, early morning. And I don't think I even slept that night, to be honest, but everyone was packed into our small um, room at the Days Inn across um, from the conference venue. Like I remember having to walk under that um, overpass or underpass like every uh, morning to get to the conference and coming back. And I just remember all of us just laughing and crying and just not wanting that experience to end because we had formed such close friendships and bonds in just a short amount of time. Um, and those friendships like haven't ended, right? They, uh, we continue to hype up um, each other um, and the different opportunities. Um, like we talked about Epic back in our own regions and got uh, young people um, from our regions involved in future years and the folks that were involved with um, and who are participants in 2014 helped to lead um, EPIC in 2016 and 2019 and the EPIC ambassadors program in 2018. And so, yeah, I think um, it just like established this practice of uh, supporting one another and I think another important thing too was um, we still stayed connected, uh, not just um, like in terms of visiting one another and like reuniting in different cities to support each other's events, um, but we also um, helped each other in times of like need. Um, I remember my sister was talking about this um, the other day about how she was going through something really heavy with her student work. And she didn't know what to do, um, but she posted on the EPIC alumni page and folks were just like pouring out their resources and offerings of support, um, helping to brainstorm solutions to support her in her time of need. And so that's what I really like think back on and um, the power of like that community that we um, all came together to help create um, back in 2014, I think still has its effects to this day. Oh man, I remember that conversation because I I, I had that conversation with Carlene. Um, I think it was during Unipro Summit, like we were just looking back at Epic and mm-hmm. I remember bringing that up and then it, it started bringing back these memories of like when we actually had that same conversation because funny enough, there, there was, I, I wanted to reach out about that specific um, thing that she was going through because there was a school that I was helping take care of that had 
like a similar experience. So I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, how can we actually like figure this kind of stuff out? And dang, I remember how much that blew up in in that group page because like I, I think aside from the the stuff that we were doing like in our respective areas and aside from the stuff we were doing like during that weekend, like that that was probably like one of the biggest times that we've united without having to physically be with each other. And I feel like that energy has been consistent throughout the years, even if we haven't like talked to each other in like a few months or so, but that energy to like run and like be there for each other is still there. And I feel that. And I also feel like it's getting a a lot stronger because even with, with the people that are in like our circles now, like that, that's something that's still the, the standard for a lot of us, like, okay, how can, we help out with something like this. How can we help out with like your event? Like what, what's going on kind of um, energy that's, I don't know. It, it's just, th- there's a lot of that good energy that's been consistent since though that past weekend. And I feel like that was probably like one of the best things that came out of it. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, energy and just uh, willingness to like, be there for one another was really um, a practice that I think we continue to this day. And um, I also wanted to like reiterate the importance of that um, practice of establishing financial support for each other too. And like for the young people and students so that they can have access um, to different spaces. So yeah, continuing to cover housing and travel um for the students who are probably on a financial crunch um i think was also um, something that allowed us to like pay forward pay it forward right from our own experiences and um yeah i know that i can totally rely on anyone from that community if i'm ever in a bind about like what to do um even in my like career right and it doesn't necessarily have to be with community organizing per se, but um, knowing that we can just reach out to one another and um, offer support um, has been so, so needed, I think. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think there have been many times where we've all talked about like career things and just like, okay, how did you navigate during or, or within like these spaces? It's like, dang, a lot of the stuff that, we've utilized in the community stuff has translated into pretty much like every facet of like what we're doing, like on the regular. And I feel like that's also really dope. And kind of just thinking about it again, and this is kind of like a broad question and I'm kind of like just letting this marinate a little bit, but what what do you think or what did this event produce? And I feel like we touched upon like a whole bunch of things, but I'm curious about like, okay, where else can we, we take this? Because I feel like there's a lot of small things that um, were, were produced from this event, but I'm just like, not um, it, the words are just not coming to, to my head, but I feel like there's plenty of things that came out of it. Yeah. Um, I think there, uh, I've I already mentioned before, but like the Epic Institutes, right? Like we had, um, we all met, In 2014, a lot of us got together to help um, with the Institute in 2016 and the um, Empowerment Conference in 2019 um, happening in like uh, Pennsylvania and then 
back in California and LA. Um, and then just like the Epic Ambassadors Program, which is now on their fourth class. They uh, first began in 2018 and they've had a new class every year since then. Um, and not just Epic, but also other spaces like Unipro, right? Like Unipro only was um, New York City at the time, um, back in 2014. And then that was the first moment where we really saw Unipro begin to grow on a national level. Um, I think pretty much every chapter that exists now, there was someone, I think, present at that 2014 um, NEC conference. And uh, folks who had a hand in starting the San Diego chapter, the Seattle chapter, the Chicago chapter, and the Texas chapter were, um, were there. And um, to see all of these chapters really grow um, to this day has been really great. And um, I loved getting to come back to the Chicago chapter after having been away from a, for a while um, to yeah, help it continue to grow. And um, another really important thing was the development of, or I guess the revival of NC PASA in NorCal, um, which had been inactive, I think for like 10 years up until that point. And so I think there was a lot of like inspiration just happening, um, a lot of national organizing and collaboration, people physically flying to support each other's events. Um, I know that I was able to attend like different Unipro summits, FACT, FIND, Battle of the Bamboo, UW FASA's um, Centennial Celebration, and Lumiga. And so these friendships have really lasted over the years. We reunite in different cities and travel. Um, and not only do I find that I get energy and inspiration from community, but I also get to hype um, up my friends and support them and the incredible work that they're doing. So yeah, there's a lot of things I think that this 2014 conference, like who knew, right? That it produced really. Dang, I, I'm happy that you bring up the word inspiration because I think that was the word I, I was looking for and honestly a lot of inspiration came from the NAFA empowerment conference. I remember specifically like for me when I was um, being mentored under Iris during that time, like I was asking her about a lot of like different org things and just like how Unipro was working and we were trying to figure out like funding and everything. And she actually um, sent me Unipro summits um, 2014 fundraising packet. And we actually, mm. Uh, modeled our fundraising packet for my student org after that specific one. And then I'm also happy that you brought up NC Pasa because I, I think Bradley as well as Aldrin had a like strong stake in pretty much reviving it. And like, dang, honestly, like that year of uh, friendship games for California, that was probably like the strongest I've seen like the NorCal schools, like be very, um, I don't know, just like United. And I felt like a lot of that, again, had to do with like what Aldrin was doing, what Bradley was doing, and just the inspiration that was coming from that. And dang, honestly, like it, it's probably also made me more inspired to attend a lot more of these conferences and also to see like, okay, who's going to be coming up next? Who's Who needs that mentorship that we had during that time? Like, how are we going to continue this pipeline of leadership that was essentially started for us during this event? And you also mentioned like how Epic has changed as well. For us, it was just 
for us that was just like a day as well as just like stuff on a a group page but now like you were saying it's it's a full-blown like program that i i think what you you have like stake in it aldrin also has a stake in it and like a few other people that were at that event have like had a lot of influence on like what's going on with it now but there there is so much that has happened from there and i'm glad that like this and a whole bunch of other things whether they like be big or small were produced because of the the conversations that were had at this event yeah and even on the smaller level too of just like being able to take something that you learned um from that and uh really help you to I guess like reflect on your own positionality and your own experiences I know that for um some of us who are like from the Midwest right like we didn't realize um, some of the like controversy that was going on with Battle of the Bamboo. And so um, it really allowed for some of us to like reflect on that and have conversations with people and continue to like think about how we can iterate and make it better. Um, and uh, I think that again, for me is, um, also another piece of it too, like people don't continue, may not necessarily be involved with like Epic or Unipro or like any of these larger orgs um, per se right now. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it is that we can um, sort of like take um, what we've learned from these experiences and uh, apply that to our own experience and our own lives and um, the ways that we need to and for ourselves. Um, and honestly, that that is a very like that that pretty much sums up that entire conference and the stuff that we got from it. I mean, we're we're still doing what we're doing now, even outside of like the community organizing space. Like that conference just that hit different. That's pretty much when all of the stuff that we're doing now like took off. And I'm again, I'm glad that we had like that time, and I'm also glad that we had like our little cohort there to really kickstart a lot of the things that we're doing now and even improve on the older things that we're doing before. Yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, I think I owe a lot to those days back in 2014, um, in terms of like where my life path is now and, um, going into education, um, I really found it difficult in the first couple of years of my career um, and feeling like I uh, maybe had like chosen the wrong thing. And um, I felt so uh, reassured and re-inspired whenever I got to like reconnect with uh, folks through Epic or through Unipro um, and Really, I think being involved with uh, the different like Filipino community orgs um, has really allowed me to um, get that um, healing and that um, sort of like re uh, or get re-inspired and be able to reimagine, um, yeah, like how I was uh, just sort of like. Uh, or I guess reimagine like my life for myself. And so I am really grateful to all of the like opportunities and all of the doors that um, that experience really opened up for 
yeah, for me and for a lot of us. Ooh, the, the door is honestly like that, that has to be the like uniting factor that, or that uniting result that everyone has had. Like, even if we, some of us may not be doing the same stuff anymore, like the, the doors um, that that event opened up are still very much open. The resources are still there. A lot of the connections are, are still there and, yeah, honestly, even though like that, the conference is probably not going to happen for a while. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's still something that in the, in the future could be, I don't know, utilized for for something great. And I hope that whatever whatever happens next for NAFA's conferences, whether it be like online or in person, will have that same kind of effect that it had on us and the other people that have had the pleasure of. Um, going to these events so that way again the that pipeline of leadership is still going on those conversations are still going on and pretty much like all the good that has happened from that conference continues on the energy continues on as well dang with with that being said that's so that's so much history right there like it's been a hot minute since we reflected on it i think the last time we reflected on it was with I think it was with Christine and with Aldrin during that. Oh yeah. And Carlene as well during that, mm-hmm. like one get together we had like back in, was it back in like November or October? I forgot. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I think it was, yeah. In October or November, but it was so nice. Yeah. To just reconnect after all of that time and to see where everyone is at now um, and how much we've grown since then and how we can all just still like, laugh and come together um even if so much time has passed yeah honestly and i feel like that's really big too because uh, again like i was mentioning before there there's a lot of history between like all of us as well as with this conference itself and the one thing that i've learned especially with the things that we do a lot of the work that we're putting in or the the events that we're going to are probably not going to be in history books and sometimes a lot of this stuff isn't recorded for like future generations and stuff. So I feel like having these conversations is very important to have because it's like, oh, you, okay, like I, I'm imagining like, okay, epics down the line, probably like what, 10, maybe like 15 years or so. And just having to have this kind of oral history is very big because it's like, okay, how did this whole uh, program start? Like where are its humble beginnings? And I'm uh, glad that you were able to come on to this episode to, like reflect and just like kick back uh, back and forth uh, about the history that we've had like with Epic, with NAFA and everything that went on and how much it's, it's changed since then. So I'm, I'm super grateful that we had you on for this episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am so grateful that I think for me as um, a history, a former history teacher and someone who's um, currently um, in education right now, um, I definitely think that there's a lot of power in being able to, um, yeah, maintain this like oral history of um, the things that happened and continue to archive this and make it a part of history, even if it's not in the textbook, right? Like we've put it out into the world now and um, we're able to like manifest a different future for ourselves. And so I'm so um, like, yeah, grateful that you're doing this and that um, all of the work that you've been doing has been super exciting and, and inspiring. And I think 
yeah, we can continue to learn from it too, um, hopefully down the road when we've forgotten <laughs> um, maybe like the specifics of things that happened um, at that event. Oh, but thank you. Thank you again. Honestly, like even with this conversation, we're barely scratching the surface mm-hmm. of it all, but this is just one more thread in that, um, in, in that loom or one more piece of that puzzle that essentially connects all of us. So again, I'm super thankful that you were on this episode, but before we ended up, did you have any kind of shout outs that you want to give to like family or friends or any kind of social media plugs that you wanted to do before we ended off? Um, yeah, sure. So um, you can find me at Sarah Day Dion for most things on social media. And you should definitely follow Unipro Chicago and Unipro um, or at Unipro Shy and Unipro Now for all things Unipro. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up um, for the Chicago chapter in April. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, having a quick feature at Battle of the Bamboo. We're doing a workshop for the Midwest Filipino American Summit Conference, MFAS, um, all in the same week. And then a workshop for St. Louis University. And then in May, I'm so excited for this. Um, we're having an upcoming collaboration with Chicago's Avocado. And I'm so excited for that drop because this idea was inspired by and is a tribute to my um, dad and my tita. And so I can't give away like what it is yet, but look out for it in May um, when it drops. We're so excited. Um, And then I also have a few like writing projects that I'm working on for some upcoming like Filipino academic conferences and journals, but nothing's confirmed yet. So if you want to learn more, feel free to reach out to me or follow me for any updates in the coming weeks. Dang, that's so much big stuff. And, and I'm happy that I got a new job soon. So I'm really, I'm waiting for that drop. I'm going to save up for it, just making sure that I'm able to cop whatever that is. But yo, that that is great for Unipro Shy and as well as for yourself with like a lot of things going on. So thank you again for being featured on this episode and contributing to the history that is uh, told for this season. With that being said, thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Bye.